Okay, well, outside of Starbucks, there's one guy at Starbucks who eyeballing me a little and we had a slight misunderstanding one Sunday night, meaning just he didn't use his words correctly. Who gives a shit? He's a red-headed 20-year-old. Okay, but Fitzdog, you'd be you'd be you'd be proud of me, man, because uh, I, I almost can I wanna do my second stand-up bit. No, I mean, I'm meaning that like three or four years ago, I did record my seven-minute version of my 30-minute story, which I was a true story, it was a sex story, it was a funny story. It was so funny the first time I recorded it. It was like my personal first podcast. I've had over 600, only listened to by myself maybe 300 times. That's not part of the routine. But, god damn, I had an Asian experience. I didn't get a chance to look at her feet or anything. But, I just turned around. And this Asian girl was sitting behind me in Starbucks. And when my plug was like, I got an extension cord. So I plugged my phone or on an extension cord kind of behind me. And she had to like notice me for like hours. Because I was like into my bones. Like trying to get laid, trying to, oh, it's not working, you know. Or trying to communicate or this and that, it's not working. All I need to do though is kind of turn my back just a little bit, just kind of, oh, and she's just so, so, it's like when somebody is so, uh, okay, 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 how about, okay, look, I gotta, I gotta restart. I'm just saying that it just made my whole fucking day. It's just, okay, maybe it's not a comedy routine part two. It just made my whole fucking day that this Asian woman who I had no idea, I pretended to be a college professor in my brief little conversation with her, which is easy enough for me to do because I have the intelligence and history professor at University of Miami and she's a student there or a nursing student and it's like if she had no accent whatsoever and she was obviously a total American, God, she was hot, like 22 year old, Jesus fucking Christ. I don't know, glasses, I'm trying to say, Jesus. Okay, and I barely saw her for five seconds, but I just had the images in my fucking head because she was, you know what? You know what so impressed me? It wasn't that, it wasn't me, it wasn't her. It was just like she said, I just kind of turned my shoulder and it's like I was saying, I was kind of like, she was so observant because she was into her computer and stuff or working or studying and stuff like this. Unlike most people, she just completely, immediately noticed that I might, might, might want to unplug my cord, which she obviously saw that's been plugged in for a couple of hours, right in front of her, kind of, and I'm in the easy chair, she's in the sit-up chair, uh, whatever, that's a Starbucks thing. No, it's not. It's, it's just, okay, it's, just a thing. it's not a thing. Okay, so I just kind of turned my shoulder and she just... Just all oh, her, all the men plucked that for you, you know. Just she didn't say she didn't say anything, but it was like kind of just like some people are so observant and kind, and that's why I mentioned. That's why I initiated the conversation at least the briefly. I said, "Gosh, you're so kind. You're, you're so observant. You, you." I didn't say it, but it's like you noticed me. It's like I, I'm a fucking homeless individual with packs of shit 
No, I don't smell. No, I know I'm packed with shit. But I got. But I convinced her maybe that I'm a college professor with a lot of shit and got off tomorrow because I got a dental appointment and it's not raining right now, so I can get outside and have this, you know, one minute conversation with this woman, which who she's like 23 year old, five year old. South Korean, I don't know, like I said, I'm definitely American because she had no accent whatsoever. Uh, student at the University of Miami, and I convinced her that I'm a professor at the University of Miami, a history, Russian history, even though I don't speak Russian, I'm an expert in the, which is ridiculous. I guess maybe I should have slowed down at that point, but uh, there is a c comic notes in there a little bit. You gotta think about it. Okay, so if you're gonna pretend to be I mean if you're gonna be homeless like me, drunk in Miami and if you're going to pretend to be a college professor at the University of Miami, you might as well try to pick up a 22 year old Asian chick and I didn't get a chance to do that, but at least I just had it and I got to see her smile and she seemed to smile. And when, after I went in the bathroom, leaving the Starbucks, she looked at me and smiled at me. So it's like, I think maybe I could convince her. It's like, that maybe I'll, because I said, I actually said part of this brief little three minute flirtation conversation that I had with her. You know, well, maybe I'll see you on campus. <laughs> it's like, it's, but it's, yes, it's both pathetic, but it's also, kind of made my day, because, you know, it just made my day, because she was so fucking nice. It's like her first little impression was just to be such a nice person. And I, I see, I recognize kindness. God, so... No, it doesn't happen that much. Well, it happens, I guess, a lot. But as homeless person, it's you don't feel kindness all the time. Yes, occasionally, if you got the right sign up and I can beg for money, like I, I'm so good at asking for money with a sign and I got a great spot and I, I know things that other people don't know that I kind of average let's say on a non on a Friday Saturday I'm just saying I can average about three dollars every half hour but I don't do it very long because it's so fucking hot and it's like all I want is three dollars and 25 cents so I could buy a bottle of wine for later usually but then see, Somebody, somebody throws me a five spot or something and I gotta debate whether I'm gonna buy vodka with it. It's like, but then I think, well, then I need enough bus money to get up to the... Okay, it's like, yeah, how complicated is my life? And I just, I'm just thinking, shit, fuck, I just... And she's not the most beautiful. Okay, okay. It's not like I fell in love with this young woman. Okay, I have a story. I did date oh, briefly when I lived in Chicago when I was a behavioral teacher and had a job there for eight months. And got paid more than anywhere else in my 
ever got paid before, but I had to leave my wife kind of to do all that. And, and I didn't leave her. She it's like we were separating kind of anyways, but it was like 15, 10 years ago when a crazy things happened, but I did meet a 33-year-old Asian no, she was Chinese, and I could mimic her Chinese, and she would compliment me on mimicking her, although I could not ever, just the way, because of my voice or whatever, but I could never understand a language. But but she was Chinese going to the University of, of Illinois at Chicago, but she was pretending to maybe go to the University of Chicago, because that's where I met her, this was a private institution. Okay, whatever, it doesn't matter. But, it's like, I remember just sitting there waiting. It's like we're sitting next to each other for 30 minutes. And it's like, is that her? Is that her? That's the her. That's the her. That's the her. And finally, I said, are you waiting for me? I'm Brian. And he saw my picture, I think. And said, then, yes. And he's like, yes. And she was so kind. And she was so nice. And we hit it off. We did. And she was Chinese with an accent. And we dated three or four or five times, had sex three or four or five times, which was pretty good. God damn, I remember, shit, she was fucking, she was 33, but looked like she was, I mean, she was 33-year-old Chinese chick who looked like a 22-year-old Japanese super hot model. That's how good-looking she was. I'm not kidding you. And to remember seeing her and her, oh, my God. God, I just, like I said, I got to do that at least once, to be with an Asian girl once. And I, you know, of course, I kind of fantasized about it and that pursued it. I met her online, too, I think. That's, yeah, because I pursued, like, trying to, I, I think that's what I could afford, Match.com. And it's like, I, I think I'd probably emailed 50, 60, 70, 80 women as soon as I got Chicago. And it was like, she was the only one that I got to meet. And it's like, I met her at this. Starbucks type place. It wasn't Starbucks, but it was like that type of place. But it, it's like we didn't even recognize each other. And she didn't. She was so shy at first, but she started to recognize that how kind I was, how kind and nice I was, and and good I was. And I'd drive her, and she didn't have a car. And I, we, we, I lived north and 50 miles, and I drive her our place, my place. You know, we'd have some sessions of sex, like I said, five times about total sessions. And it was good, and and she was kind, and I... But then she kind of just, she kind of backed out, kind of verbally, because she started to admit she had a kid, first of all, which I didn't know anything about. She was like five. And then... She had a husband who's a fucking asshole who's treating her like shit and threatening to make them move to China. Craziness. Craziness ensued. Not I was never involved in craziness, but, but she... Maybe, you know, if I had tons of money, of course I could have saved her or whatever, but, uh, you know, she wasn't even looking for that. It was... 
I remember us eating oysters, like raw oysters, the first time I ever tried it. Last time I ever will, because I didn't like it. But I tried it, you know, and we had 10 or so really great dates, you know. It was, God, her body was so fucking hot. Okay, this this girl is at Starbucks. It's like, no way, I'm fucking 20 years older probably right now. And, Ugly with my beard's way too long. Shit, I'm pretending to be a college professor, but I really don't have to pretend because I am intellectually can teach college history. I can, I, I can intellectually do that, and I would be confident in doing that. Confident and confident to do that. It's my best subject. I, I'm, I'm very fluent. I can, I can give you the entire history of the Korean War and, and, and make you sit there for three hours taking notes. Okay. Not that that's my, my most interesting subject, but I could do it. So I got to chit-chat for, for three minutes with a very nice-looking, fairly resemblant of the, the woman I did once who was like I said, this girl was probably 22, I, and she, but she had no accent. She just, I just am so cool that she, it's like all I had to do was kind of turn my shoulder to look at the cord that was plugged kind of under her table at Starbucks and I was sitting in the chair and she just like instantly noticed me and said, oh, you want me to unplug that for you? Kind of that type of situation. And, oh, and I go, thank you so much. Well, hey, you're you're so nice. You're so observant. I said, "Hey, do you, do you, do you go to the university or what?" I mean, she said she's a student. Well, hey, I'm a professor. And of course, I lied. And you're just, "Why am I? Why I go to the university? Well, maybe I'll see you over there. Do you know the Russian history or at all, or taking those class?" I, I. <laughs> So that's my lie, but still, I could actually teach fucking Russian history, too. Kind of, maybe at the, definitely at the senior high school level, maybe not at the college level, but I could probably do it from rote. But it doesn't matter, it's like, it's, yeah, it's, I'm, just, I'm just so fucking smart, it doesn't give a shit, but it's the social skills, see, it's that little interaction, it's that little interaction where I smile and she smile, when I came out, like I said, I, I looked, I, I, I self-deprecated myself. I was like, God, I look like a crazy person here. Sorry, I got all my crap here. I look homeless, but I'm a professor at the university. It's like, uh, she believed me, I think. I think she believed me. Because I was sitting, she was sitting behind me for two hours. I didn't notice. I was wrapped up in the, in the phone, try, actually trying to, I found a cycle kick. Kick, kink, kink, kick, kick, and it was like it's like you could like have 15 chats a day or something. It's like you know, 90 percent of them are just males seeking females, and they just meet. As soon as they find out you're a male, they just dump you. But then there's this kid in like Germany who was like 18. He says it's like, well, you know, and maybe we we actually did kind of type. I made sure he said he was 18 like 18 times because. He started to bring up, you know, a little bit about, you know, what's it like or ask you a few questions. So 
But it's like I said, it's all legit on my phone, and I didn't do anything illegal or anything. But it was just kind of interesting to kind of do that. But but also I'm looking for like I'm kind of looking for I look at sites. I'm trying to figure out the kick site. I'm trying to figure out what you just like. Okay, oh, there's groups and things. And what is this group? And I just type in the city of Miami, and it's like oh, the groups of this, the groups of that, and see if I could converse with somebody here or there and well no chicks on there obviously just gay dudes uh, so uh, you know not really into that so uh, but also chicks have somebody whose who's mom might be straight you know that type of situation but I think it'd be really cool to meet a gay guy become his friend and he introduces me to his rich mom Jew you know <laughs> With millions, you know, that'd be, well, but that's a fantasy. But now when my beards get longer, it's like, I feel, I'm just so uglier. It's like, shit, it's like, in, okay, maybe I got like $10 of my pocket left now. Shit, fuck, homeless family. I'm going to have to debate whether I got to spend that on, no, I'll probably just buy wine a couple times, then run out of money. And then at, the only way that, okay, did I say this before? The only thing that actually will, will let me to 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 pro, to beg for money with a side is when I want some beer, booze, or wine. That, and like I said, wine you can get three dollars and sixteen cents. I get seven drinks out of one seven fifty milliliter liter of, of a certain kind of wine that's 13.5% alcohol content over at the grocery store. It's pretty cheap. No matter what it tastes like, it's just great. It's long grape juice, but it's enough to help you go to sleep. And that's all I w would hope for every day. Even in my alcoholic state, I'm it's the only thing that, would ask, that I've ever asked for for when I pulled up, held up my sign. This is called homeless drunk in Miami, right? But I am being honest. It's the only thing that has ever. I mean, if I, if I had to, I mean, for bus money, I wouldn't really beg for money. I mean, I'd probably walk for six, eight, eight miles. But I don't want to. I can't. But well, I could. But I, I mean, I have don't want to because I'm wearing the boots because my two pairs of tennis shoes got too stinky because they got wet a couple too often and they fucking stink. So I had to destroy those and I got well, only guys with a good pair of boots and shit, fuck, I try to take them off so I don't, so it doesn't stink. I don't stink, I'm, I'm the lucky guy, I really don't stink that much, I, but I know when I do and it just, I, I go, and I have actually three clean shirts in my pack. I get, well, I try to wear the dirtiest one, but now it's just a little less humid, a little less hot because of the hurricane. So I haven't been sweating in this shirt, so the shirt's been good and doesn't stink. Or it's a, probably my better looking t-shirt with a pocket on it. 
Yeah, do you think that girl noticed? Yeah, she would have noticed if I was thinking and wearing that crappy shirt that, I, that was totally wet maybe three days ago when I was sitting in maybe the same spot. But I did change into this shirt on purpose to let my other shirt dry out. And I don't think it dried out. I don't know. It's probably just a stinking bundle of shit now in one of my packs. It's like, yeah, I should probably push it out and see if it'll dry because it's, because it is drier tonight. It's, I'm so okay. I'm under, like I said, homeless women. I'm under my favorite spot. It's, it's under a pine type tree with long needles. The needles drop. There's fewer bugs hardly ever here. Um. I got bug spray if, if I need it. I got two backups of bug spray, but I've used it yet. It doesn't need to. It's like pine needles, but it's like, and then I just put the tarp down. Cause even if it's wet or dry, because it keeps it gets dry really fast here, because it's just pine needles over, over ground. With the ground in Florida is different than the ground in where I come from, Nebraska six feet of dirt this is like six inches or something or less but it, it dries fast here even after have drip I, it dries you don't have drips afterwards too much after it rains because it rains here every day so it's a good spot it's under I think they called it a uh, Australian pine it's similar to a uh, uh, one of the swamp type trees, I can't remember the name, but I see on the fishing shows. I don't know if it's native, it's, like, I, don't, I don't know, I just happened to have, I found this spot, I'm in the middle of, I mean, I'm on private property though, so, and they caught me once over the other side of this property once because I, being a fucking stupid mistake when I was drinking. I almost always, if I'm going to make a fucking stupid mistake, it's when I drink too much vodka. But it's like I got caught because some lady maybe saw me sleeping and turned me in and called the police like at 10 a.m. It's like, shit, fuck, yeah, private property, whatever. And I walked away. No big deal. Didn't have to really do anything, but... They eyeballed me. I think it's so. But I so like I said, and it wasn't an official warning or anything. Nothing like that. They just said, "Well, you need to leave. This is private property. It's, it's not a park. If it, if it was a park, I could. I actually could sleep, but it's not. But it says, but I'm in. A, I am on private property. I'm kind of." I, I kind of outside out of mind, kind of, because it's just like it's like I've got 400 feet each direction, which is nobody around. The wind comes through, like I said, this, this little spot dries. And really, I've only seen, uh, even for a whole year maybe, or, or eight months or so, I've been in this area of Miami. There was only one night, like once, like six, eight months ago, that there was actually a tent right behind one of the other trees. And there was one only night or next day that I 
there was like a whole guy or dudes like set of clothes just like laying there on the whole fucking ground. It's like he just got naked and ran away or something. You know, those and all that, all of his, even his shoes, like I said. And they, and it's like, it, it was all like, I just left it there on purpose. I did actually find a, one of those little clips for my, <laughs> you know, one of those key type clips, but I just grabbed it like it's no big deal. But it's like he, it's like all his stuff was just sitting there for like months and months. And the, 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 the pine needles start to cover it up. It just proves that nobody examines this area. Nobody looks at this area. Nobody, I mean, they don't have to really because they only, the police respond to what's reported. That's what I'm saying. They don't respond. They're not, it's not their property. They, but the, the property owner should take care of this property better, but it's, they don't, you know, it should be actually, I think it should be just a public park, but it's not. There's like like 10, like no trespassing signs. So it's like that scares off all the homeless people except for me, <laughs> which I feel lucky about. Because so, it is a more comfortable spot. And I lay a little bit of it downhill, just a little bit, just slightly. And it's pretty comfortable even with just, I don't even need a... Uh, even though I've had in the past a uh, cardboard box like under me, but this is actually just more comfortable. And if I lay on my right side, I, my, my broken, my separated shoulder doesn't hurt all day. If I lay on my right side, or sleep on my right side, but the thing is, if it starts to rain, I can only sleep on my left side at that other spot under the building. And then I'm in pain all day. My nerve damage isn't as bad. It, it did actually heal up mostly just just now, just a little sensitive on my fingertips, which is which is pretty good because like six months ago I could I couldn't even move my shoulder or do fucking anything. Like my arm was dead, and it was but it healed itself. And like I'm, I don't say I'm grateful. I just kind of didn't know if it was going to get better at the time. Uh, I don't like to have all day in the pain, so I, it's like I, I'm just glad I could, pretty sure that I could sleep here, but I, I could still be disrupted at any moment. Could be a sweep through here, which is probably unlikely. It's a Tuesday night, so it's not like, and even on a Friday, Saturday night, when you think that kids are running around or teenagers, it's like, I barely hear anything, don't never, around here. Even at the public park, which is a fairly okay spot, like a couple miles away, you know, you maybe see some teenagers drinking or smoking or whatever, but they're not bad kids, or they don't seem like bad kids teenagers or whatever it's free you know so if it was more comfortable yes of course I would seek other places or whatever but how about this why don't you any, any of you people who don't believe me or think I'm stupid of course I am stupid in 
so many ways. I know I am. Well, why don't you go to the homeless shelter there in Salt Lake City and visit both of them, the mission and the public one or the Catholic one. And why don't you sleep there once? Why don't you go to one in Lincoln like I did and just sleep there once or just go in? And then why don't you go to the one in Omaha and you find out that these are some of the three out of the four that I just mentioned are pretty good places. But all of them will make almost everyone insane. Because of how fucked up other people are in those places. And I'm not talking about staff, although half of them are assholes and jerks. It's true. Why don't you, what, try to interact? Try to go sleep at midnight? And then they turn the TV off at 11.30? You can have a long time. I'm not being racist, but I'm saying that stereotypically and observationally. All these black dudes come back and they talk for fucking hours until somebody yells, shut the fuck up, and they sh yell even louder at like 1 a.m. Well, you fucking shut the fuck up, you motherfucker. I'll kill your fucking ass. What? How many times has that happened? Well, at least five or six times that I've observed, and it's on a regular basis. And I was an assistant manager. I, I actually, well, at least I had the day shift. But I experienced it all. I experienced it all. Do I want to go to the shelter? No, I don't want to go to the fucking shelter. I was over there. They helped me get, yeah, they helped me get my ID card. They paid for it. It was great. They gave me a ride. That was, and I, I had to put in a lot of effort to do that. That was several, when I got robbed, of my ID and stuff. But that was good. And I, I, you know, but I didn't, I didn't get a counselor. I didn't do plot. I just had a certain goal in mind and this and that. Was it really served very well? And it, but then I observed. I observed and I go, man. It is so much worse here. It is so much worse here than even Omaha, which is barely like one-fifth of the size of Miami. Come on. And Omaha is so much better. And yet that's, I wouldn't say that's fucked up in Omaha. I'm just saying that it's somewhat disappointing because of all the money they have at the Catholic St. Francis house where I was at. And I love that place. Love a lot of people there. True. My counselor's there. Dr. Bob, you know. Not Dr. Bob, but Bob is... So I have, I have been through all these things. I went through all the 12 steps. I didn't... I got kicked out in the end because I relapsed, but it wasn't terribly horrible, but it was... But almost everyone, it's like almost half the guys who got to the higher levels relapsed too because addiction is sucks, especially alcohol, and that's all for me. I barely had any marijuana in my life, well, once a year probably if you put it on an average basis.
So, once again, I feel pretty happy. Shit, what a boring fucking podcast. I think this is supposed to be some kind of comedy special? Some, something? No, this is serious shit. And I only express it when I'm tipsy enough to, or drunk enough. And I, shit, I think I'm out. I'm out. Fuck, now I gotta... Now I gotta... I'm out. And when I'm probably at a, let's say, regular uh, 0.808 maybe level right now. I can almost feel it, but it's like, shit, now, now I just realize I'm out. But I got like 10, 15 bucks in my pocket. So when I'm going to buy a bottle of wine for like my AM service and then my PM service, but I don't know for sure if I got $13 for a bottle of big booze, but no, I got to go, I got to go to Doral, which will cost me shit. I got to walk a mile or two to get on that free bus and then get on another bus for 225 and I register because I'm a fucking sex offender. <sighs> Ridiculous. Look at previous podcasts. List of previous podcast explanation. I don't have to do it. at least at least this time. I, I I got a whole month to register, but I kind of want to do it tomorrow. Uh, cause I I cause I get my social security card is up there and and that kind of office, which is if I get on the right bus or the free bus, I get or trolley, I get. Only have to maybe walk another mile to get to that one. And they said they would save it for me. I had to convince them. I said, I won't be able to come back till like the first week of September. And it's, it is the first week of September. So I'm hoping to get my Social Security card and get my registry out of the way for. And then I have to visit the, that city for six months. But that city's got it. But it, that's city's got a good trolley, it's got a good, at least one spot where I can hang, but it, I don't trust it. There's no other spots I know of. There's one good covered spot, but I don't trust that. So, meaning that somebody else could just show up there. See, you don't ever, it's like, even this spot right here, this good spot that I got, I was 99%, 100% sure, 99% sure nobody would be laying here, right here. But about three weeks ago, I had a I had some cardboard here briefly, and some dude came in here in this little spot and laid down on my stuff in the middle of the day, as I could tell, and figure it out. Because I purposely leave uh, like at least something to at least show somebody that, hey, somebody's here or this is their spot, so you really don't want to like take over somebody else's spot. And that's kind of, a, I guess that's a general rule or uh, unsaid truth about homeless people. You don't, like if somebody else has got their sign, they're begging on this corner, you don't take their corner. You don't bullshit them. You don't, you be honest. You be kind. I don't know, maybe it's a hobo, hobo ethic maybe. You don't really invade somebody else's space, but this guy did my space. He took my cardboard, put it on the, put it on the ground, removed it, but he never came back. But I immediately moved, moved that stuff as soon as I saw what he did. So if he came back, he would have seen that, hey, somebody else is 
doesn't want you to do that. So it's like informal ethic or whatever. But he was probably just one of these guys just need to sleep for a while. No problems. I know it was during the middle of the day. So but so that was three, four weeks ago. So nobody's been around the spot. It's a good spot. Shit, it's airy. Got the pine. Everything's dry right now. Even though it just rained. It rains a lot here. See, it dries fast in this spot. Everything, the pine, the top and bottom. The pine under me that's dropped and the pine above me. It dries fast. And there's hardly any bugs at all. I mean, I, maybe occasionally a flyer, you know. When the, when the mosquitoes are out, yeah, you gotta do the bug spray. But uh, the water kills most of them. Because it did rain today and most days here. See this rainy season and it rains every day. It just pours. Within five seconds, it's like, as soon as you feel a drop, you just got to immediately get undercover somewhere. And so if I feel something in the middle of the night, from even under this tree, I got to duck and cover to get shit. Well, it's about 300 I don't know, 500 feet to get into that building, and I get into the grocery store for about a thousand feet. But, uh, and I've done it before. I've ran before. I don't want to. I, I want to keep driving. The forecast says, you know, this. I guess it's the season. Even though the hurricane's around, it's 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 missing this area and going to be drier and less humid. Shit, almost all night. That's what the forecast said. So I guess I'll go by that for now. I don't have Wi-Fi in a second. So I can't check on it, but I checked on it a couple hours ago at, at Starbucks. Okay, so we start the comedy routine. So we're still recording. Shit. <sighs> well, that was a thirty-eight minute rant. Had a whole had a whole comedy routine in my brain. I fucking forgot it already. I want to do stand-up because I, I, I think I just want to just go up there and just fucking bullshit it all and be comfortable at it because, shit, I was a teacher. I was a stand-up comic teacher for 20 years. I, I think I can handle it. I know I can handle it. And I'm a good improv guy and I, I, I'm a good bullshitter and I can, I'm pretty good about, talk, you know, talking up chicks and stuff and... And a lot of strippers that really liked me through the years. Really. I appreciate that Adam Corolla is starting now to like trying to learn how to become like a more traditional stand-up comic with actual jokes instead of being totally spontaneous. And it's helping him, which is in a very interesting way in his life, which is great. I, 
I like it that Adam. He's my favorite comedian. I love the spontaneity, and I don't, you know, I could disagree with him, but I, it doesn't matter. He's spontaneous and he's funny, and he seems like a, he, he just seems like just a, everyone says very nice, humble guy, really. Even though he lays it on the line, he just wants his the people who work for him to do <laughs> what he asks them to do, and then he don't do what he asks them to do, and then he questions society for an hour, which is humorous because they just don't see things I think they just don't fear him enough and he knows they don't fear him enough and he kind of wishes he was more <laughs> in control but he also knows that hey everybody's got it pretty good even himself he knows he's got it pretty good he gets to drive drive and race cars and do the stuff he wants to do and he's a millionaire and he and even though he complains, it's really not that bad. Really, it's not. And all I have to do is ask, you know, the people who directly work with him, and they know, and I think I know, I, th I know they know, but a lot of people don't know because they're just more sensitive or cynical or, or whatever. So like I said, total compliments to my favorite comedian, but... Um, I don't even know what I was going to say. Okay, yeah, I number one, number two or three or four or five or six favorite, best favorite podcast in the country. It's, and I listen to it almost every day. And, um, and the Dr. Drew show, too. I love Dr. Drew. I'm, shit. I sent him some I said Fitz Dog some tests, too. Greg Fitzsimmons, my, another of my favorite comedians. I, I sent him some texts today, and I sent Dr. Drew, I think, a text or on Twitter. Not today, but I said a direct Twitter, so it's not going to be really responded to. But Fitzdog, at least I know three or four years ago, when I tried to tell him a very long dick joke when he was in Minneapolis doing nothing at the mall, he said, <laughs> at least on there, he said, hey, you know, I'm going to lay off on this. You sent me six dick jokes in a row, I, you know, I kind of get it. So, you, so at least I, I had a communication with him once. Is that part of my story? No. Do I care about a brush with fame? No. It's not, it's just, okay, so what I'm saying is that I sent him some compliments and asked him a couple questions and, you know, about life and ADHD, actually, a little bit, because it's one of my expertises, but he, he, he says he's been that way, but he's been sober many years, too, so it's like I said, I would love to be on his show, I'd love to be on Dr. Drew's show, uh, I think if I was on the Adam Crow show, I, I maybe would be judged because I was accused of rape, so, which was untrue, but it's unprovable. That is the worst thing ever. In my case, it is unprovable that I didn't do it. I didn't do it. It was mutual. I did not rape this 38-year-old girlfriend of mine. She, I think, had to report it to a social worker because she had a social worker which I didn't know about 
out of fear, out of her own abuse that she had as a kid. And even my lawyer said it, because did you read her testimony? And I said, I know, that's what I asked her. And she says, yes, you, we both understand this is half of everything she's saying is, may, is something that happened to her a long time ago. You get it, right? And she said, yes, but she did not use that in my and her appeal for me to just to get probation only, I mean, like I said, if I had a lawyer, an actual lawyer, I would have never even, I would have challenged it. But except 90% of the time, you accept the plea bargain because you're in fear of going to jail for 20 years, which I was. I mean, first degree sexual assault? No fucking way. No fucking way. And that's not what I plea bargained to. A plea garden actually was to abuse of a, of a, uh, of, of, of a, of a uh, it was called a, abuse of a retard, basically. Shit, fuck, I can't remember how it was worded. But it was, that's kind of what I was convicted of. And it's an abuse of a shit. I can't remember. Just physical abuse. Not sexual abuse. Even But the thing is, the sex, they made me register for the sexual registry because they said they wouldn't do the plea bargain. But the thing is, I that was like the fourth thing I heard. The first three was, hey, you're only going to get maximum three years. And my lawyer said, you're going to get the maximum three. I only got one year. The lawyer said, you're going to get the two years probation for sure. I only got one year because the judge believed me. In fact, I've said this several times. Maybe it hasn't recorded. In front, okay, my, the prosecutors twice on two separate occasions said, that the female that was involved, I know she was 38 with lower functioning IQ than I kind of feared, which I should have known better, but still, said her mental age was someone between 17 and 18 year old mental age. Twice. Now that was two separate occasions. Now I'm trying to think how many high school students who graduate high school have a mental age of the real 17 or 18 year old age? I would say about less than half. Because I am an expert. But that's, well, at least the judge apparently took that into consideration. But yeah, I did admit to, like I said, I took a plea bargain. I said, oh, I should have known better. I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. I kept saying, I don't know. I didn't know. I didn't know she had a social worker. I didn't know she was a little lower function than I thought. She would write me letters, which was written by somebody else somehow or somewhere. I didn't know. Did I save any of those letters? No, I did. I wish I would have. But if she had a fucking mental age of 17 or 18 year old, shit, I, I, God, I hope my kids have 
mental age of at least a 17 or 18 year old when they're 17 or 18 years old and she's 38 that's pretty goddamn good to me I mean I got the mental age of a college graduate uh, I think my brothers or any family members have I think my mom has my mom has the mental age of, of, of a six seven or eight year old okay my daughter Hannah when she was like five had a mental age of like a ten year old and of course advanced beyond that my brother probably has a mental age of a 17 18 year old good for him the other brother Fuck, he probably stopped at about 12. I mean, it, I'm an expert. Yes, I'm an expert. I'm very good at this stuff. My sister is maybe 10. And the other one probably 14. Shit, fuck. If I, if I was with someone who had a mental age of a 17 or 8 year old, if all of my students that I, I'm a special ed teacher, I was a special ed teacher for 25 fucking years, including my experiences with working in group homes and stuff too, do you think I fucking know? Yes, I did know, so. But I should have known better, yes. I already said that. That's what I said to the judge. I should have known better. But I said, I'm pleading no contest. I don't I don't agree with what you're saying. But I accept the consequences because I don't want to go to jail. And, but then I had to go to jail for one year. And my <laughs> lawyer was probably happy because she was told and telling me I was going to get three years for sure. Fuck. If I had a decent lawyer, shit, I would have just been probation or something. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But it's real. It's real. Shit, I don't even want to listen to this anymore. I actually felt pretty good, but you know why? Okay, I'm getting stressed because oh, there's a cat. Hey, kitty cat. These cats walk by here. That's the only thing, that's the only animals you see here. Is you see a nice cat, they're feral cats, but they're nice feral cats because all the old people feed them. All the old ladies feed them, so they all got tons of food and they're not skinny and they're not crazy and they're not weird, but they don't approach you. Although I grabbed one once, it's like three months ago. Oh, when I got robbed in Homestead. I got robbed in the homestead, but I actually found a cat, and it was pretty small. And I thought, well, I could grab. I grabbed it, and it's like patted it, and he stayed around me, hung out three or four times. It's like, well, gee, I could maybe take him. You know, I don't know. I could sleep him under my coat and get on the bus. I don't know. No, and then I just kind of let him go, of course, and left a lot of food for him because his lady gave me a bunch of food for him. Ah, wow, the cats are getting. Really fat around here. Oh, that's the comedy. Cats are really fat around here. 51 fucking minutes. Fucking A. Bullshit. Okay, maybe I'll post this. This is season three, part two, episode two of.
Bad Exercise Podcast, which is now called Homeless Drunk in Miami. Signing off.